Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Welcome to Cheaper Than Therapy, a podcast that journeys into conversations that demystify, destigmatize, and desensitize what goes on both inside the therapy room and in daily life. I'm Vanessa Bennett. And I'm Danae Logan. And we are seekers, soul sisters, and holders of sacred space. Every week, we sit down for soul-provoking conversations with fellow seekers, thought leaders, change makers, and even real people during live coaching sessions as they navigate the hard work it takes to be a human. This is Cheaper Than Therapy. complex. Do you want to start this one? I feel like I've started. Hi guys. (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of Cheaper Than Therapy. The people want to hear your voice today. That's my voice. That was, (laughs) that was my voice. That was what you just heard. Hear your intro voice. Hi guys. Welcome back. back. Okay. Now I'm, I'm just getting carried away. Okay. Let's be serious. Let's be serious. Okay. We have some questions y'all. Um, and today we're going to talk about soulmates So somebody wrote in and asked us to just riff on the topic. They said, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the topic of soulmates. I feel like I met mine at a time in my life. It wasn't possible to be together. It still doesn't, but I still feel it to be true. And this is the part that tickled me. Always thought I had a strong intuition, but I'm starting to think I'm crazy. (laughs) P.S. It's not the person I'm married to. Oh, so here's the part that tickled me. I just love the whole thing about like, I'm starting like, am I the drama? I'm starting to think that I'm crazy, right? Mm. Um, I just feel like a lot of people, even in just the conversation around intuition can relate to that. <laughs> I feel like so often, even myself, right? It's like, is that my intuition? Is that my anxiety? Is that my ego? Is that my, you know, I'm just kind of in that space all the time, I feel like. So I just resonate with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that we're saying it sort of joking, but I also think too, there's a way that society has really conditioned us, especially as women to shut down our intuition and to talk ourselves out of our knowing and make ourselves feel like we're quote crazy. And, you know, 
this is something I've written a lot about and, and researched, like there's a way that that is by design, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, um, the quickest way to shut down a woman is to call her crazy Crazy. or suggest energetically that what she is being or saying is crazy. And there's like generational trauma in that there's ways that we saw women, um, be really harmed for being crazy, taken off to psychiatric wards against their will or burned at the stake committed. Yes. Like there's, there's a reason why we resist so strongly the idea that if I don't know for sure, or have like a very clear answer that I can quantify and justify that I can't trust it because I, I could be seen as crazy. And that's not how intuition works, right? Like we can't always quantify and know for sure. Um, our intuition is the thing that can't be named, right? I was thinking, as you said, the quickest way to shut down a woman is to call her crazy. And I was like, is that is that what happens when someone calls you crazy? Do you shut down? Because I know for me, the quickest way <laughs> to activate my rage and probably get physically assaulted <laughs> is to call me crazy. <laughs> well, and there's a lot of ways that like, we subtly suggest that a woman is being totally. crazy. And a lot of times more crazy of that, sounds like too much, right? Yeah. Like you're being too big, you're being totally. dramatic, you're being extra, like there's all like full of yourself. There's all of these literal phrases that we use to suggest that a woman's emotions are too big or that she's not being rational and that makes her quote crazy. Like I think a lot of times it's not even necessarily calling us crazy. It's just the suggestion that we're not stable, right? Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. It's a lot of the, I think it's most of those phrases that are actually more powerful, right? When I'm thinking about like myself when I was in therapy years ago and talking about how, you know, I've always been like the cool girlfriend, the cool, mm-hmm. I'm the cool girlfriend, you know, the one that has no needs, the one that's yep. super low maintenance and low drama. And I'm, you know, I'm a guy's girl and all these like phrases that we just start to adopt or like these um, these identities that we start to adopt in order to be accepted and loved and not called out for being crazy, right? Dramatic, all these words that I love so much. Which well, essentially, yeah. sorry, but when you think about all of those things that you're describing, the the ways that we are the cool girl, the ways that we don't ask too much of ourselves, the ways that we aren't the drama, those are the ways that we have been conditioned to abandon our feminine yep. and start to embody a wounded masculine armor because society has taught us to shame ourselves out of our emotional embodiment, right? So mm-hmm. it's, you know, a lot of these things of, I know I will find myself, like catch myself, shaming myself for my emotions and being like, God, Denise, stop it. There's nothing wrong. Like suck it up. Right. And it's like, whoa, there I go, you know, shaming myself out of my feminine because I have some emotions and Mm -hmm. it's not rational, but think, think about like our cycles of like emotions and like our tapping into our intuition. It's not linear. It's not logical. We just feel it, you know? Well, so using that, I guess, as a gateway into this conversation around soulmates, because, mm-hmm. you know, I I do feel like there are, I mean, listen, all person, this can be personal belief conversation. You don't have to agree. We all have our own kind of personal beliefs as far as like the universe and the way things work. And I do believe that we've had past lives. And I, I do believe that, mm-hmm. you know, I believe that our souls have been here many times before. Um, and there I've had experiences again, that you can't, it doesn't make sense. You can't put logic on mm-hmm. that to me, affirm that belief. Right. And so whether that's, Uh, meeting people and being like, oh my God, like, I think that's you and I, I mean, I think that the way that we connected so quickly, so deeply and dropped into that space 
it, it feels like a complete knowing to me that we, our souls have been together at some other point, right. On this journey. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have like one ex boyfriend in particular, right? Like my college boyfriend that I've, I've spoken about before where I'm like, Oh, we've done this dance multiple times. And I've actually been told that by, by spiritual, you know, whether it's been, um, you know, astrology or card readers or whatever, they've spoken about this person. Now mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that that person and I are mm -hmm. meant to be together in this lifetime, right? I have very deep love for him. Um, and I, I know, I know for sure we've done this dance before, but in this lifetime, we're not meant to do the dance. Like we're just not right. There's too many things about it that just, I don't want to say makes sense. Like that almost trivializes it, but it just doesn't work for a lot of reasons. Um, but that doesn't take away from my deep knowing that this person's soul and my soul are connected. Um, and I have a lot of reverence for him and for the time that we did spend together because of that knowing, but it doesn't mean that I sit necessarily and like pine away, um, attempting to make it work when I know that it's not going to work, that, that, that makes sense. <clears throat> Sorry. Absolutely. There's so much about what you just said that I just so deeply agree with. Um, I always think of like, when I think of like my life's soulmates, I think, you know, like you come to the front of my mind, our friend Darren comes to the mm -hmm. front of my mind, like people who immediately I knew I was going to be forever changed by knowing mm -hmm. them, like from the moment that we met, um, my ex-husband, I absolutely like the moment we met, I was like, oof, he's going to be significant in my life. Like I just knew, and I do think he's been, and continues to be one of my life's soulmates. Um, to me, a, like it's, the expansion of what our idea is of what it is to love someone mm -hmm. and what love is. And I think so much of what we are taught to believe is love means you spend your life with someone. You mm -hmm. like collide with someone, you decide to get married and you spend a life together and that's how you know it's love. I right. don't think that's true. I think, mm -hmm. you know, Esther Perel talks a lot about like differentiating between a love story and a life story. Yes. And I think that sometimes, as you said, we're not actually meant to build a life together with someone for a plethora of different reasons. And that does not in any way make them less of our soulmate from my perspective. I've known people for a couple weeks that I have been forever rocked and changed by the collision and by knowing them. Um, my soul has been deeply impacted by people that it just would never make sense for us to attempt to build a life together. And I think that there's something that sometimes um, minimizes what I think an actual soulmate is, which is to me, a soulmate is someone who comes into your life for the purpose of expanding your soul and teaching you things about yourself and showing you things that you were meant to understand about yourself along this path. And that can be so many different things. But yeah, I think a soulmate, and I said this to someone once, I think a soulmate is deeper than romantic love to me, mm. honestly. It's it's bigger, it's bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah. There was something really beautiful on um John and I binged that show, uh Jewish uh okay. matchmaker. <laughs> the Jewish oh. matchmaker. It's actually really sweet. I love it. <laughs> uh, but she was saying how in Judaism they call the person that you choose to marry is your soulmate right? Like mm -hmm. your two souls coming together to form a union, whether or not that union works out or not has nothing to do with it. The point is, mm -hmm. is that your souls have decided to embark on this journey for however long, right? Together. And so by nature, that means that this person is a soulmate of yours. And I was like, 
That's a very like, my very logical side was like, I like that because mm. what does that mean? It just means that like, I have chosen you, you have chosen me. And that might be through matchmaker. Maybe that's even through like, you know, an arranged situation. But at some point there has been a decision that's been made that our souls will come together for however long, have a collision and something bigger than ourselves will most likely come out of it. Right. Um, it doesn't even have to be, I almost think that if I'm thinking about that definition or the way that they're, that's, she's looking at it. It doesn't even have to mean that the collision is in and of itself beautiful or quote unquote positive. Right. right. Because I would say that there's been a lot of people in my life that for sure were meant to come into my life. No question. And like, I don't talk to them anymore or, you know, we did, we had a falling out or the relationship was really unhealthy in a lot of ways. Right. Um, but I would still say that they were one of my soulmates. Like they were meant for me on this journey. Absolutely. I think, you know, the, the mate part is the interesting mm -hmm. word, right? Yeah. Because it's like, and I, I've heard in Judaism, them use that word, um, Bisher which I love the way that I've heard them describe it, them. <laughs> I've heard it described at weddings, which is um, like my soul sees your soul mm -hmm. and we are traveling this path together and you're my bishop. Like that word, just like every time I hear it, just like kind of gives me that little, oh, mm. in my heart, I think it's so beautiful. And I think that absolutely there are people who are written to be in our lives as a part of our soul contract and I do think that sometimes it can be unbelievably painful. Now, would we call that a mate? I don't know. You know, I right. do think that that's like a soul collision. I do think that yeah. that's like a an encounter that we are changed by and impacted and certainly expanded by. But I think I like what you're saying. And I think there's a lot of ways that it's just to me the idea of expanding what romantic love is or love in general is. But, you know, it's interesting with that question. She says, by the way, it's not my husband. Except the person I'm married to, right? Yeah. So, Which, I by the way, actually, there's no way we know what gender this person is. This could be a man writing this. Oh, they God. just say it's not, it's not who they're married to. So, I mean, it could also go the other way, right? Yeah. Um, and again, I think that is what's interesting, right? Like, I, I think it's interesting to think, like, if, if I have a soulmate out there mm. and I'm not in a relationship with my soulmate, what does that mean? And I think... I don't know what that means. Um, what do you think it means? Right. Like I would, if I had this person in front of us, I would, I would ask those questions. I think sometimes again, there are people that it makes, I don't even want to make sense, but it is like the right thing for us to walk the path together in partnership. And maybe it doesn't feel like we have the depth of soul connection and that can mean several different things. I've shared with you, there were times when I'm like, well, I don't really need to feel that depth of connection for my partner because I have UV, right? And in a lot of ways, that was me sort of gaslighting myself and sort of being like, you know, um, maybe I don't long for something I did long for in the partnership I was in, right? Um, and so I think it's just worthwhile being in the bigger inquiry because I think sometimes we're focused on this person that is mm. my soulmate to sort of take the focus away from like what's Hide. going on with me and mm -hmm. this relationship. And is this in alignment still? You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I was recently doing a coaching session with somebody who was dealing with something similar. Um, and he was really feeling like this other person was like, to use that word soulmate and was in a current partnership. And in a lot of ways, we were able to get down to the fact that he was using this other person as a way to kind of hide from 
having to be honest with his partner, having to be honest with himself, like doing mm -hmm. some of this inner inquiry work, right? And when we started really, I guess, dissecting, but again, that almost sounds like too left brain, but like when we started dissecting this connection that he had with this other person, it wasn't to minimize the feeling that he was having, but it was more to like, let's be real about it, right? Um, and take it out of fantasy, Yes. and put it into real life. And once we did that, it didn't really hold the same um, power or the same energy behind it. Um, there was something in the idea of it, the fantasy of it, the projection mm -hmm. that felt way better than the actual reality, right? Now, I mean, to speak about this one, he actually still ended up talking to his current client, uh, current partner and, and ending the relationship because it, it didn't feel aligned for him. And I thought that was amazing, but it didn't have to do with this person, right? Ultimately, at the end of the day, it didn't end up having anything to do with this other person he was feeling some sort of way about. And that I thought was really commendable because I think for a lot of us, we kind of use that other person as the reason or the feeling, the projection we have for the other person as the reason to end a current situation. And so many times I don't see that always ending well because we haven't looked at ourselves. We haven't owned our part. We haven't seen where we've gotten caught up in projection as a way to hide. Um, and what I normally see happening is people will come to me, you know, in therapy sessions and there's so much unprocessed work from their previous relationships. Mm. Um, and, and there's a lot of people out there that go from one to one to one to one. Um, and listen, everybody's different. I'm not saying, well, actually you would say everybody needs to take that time, but, um, what ends up happening is there's just a lot of unprocessed shit. You carry it over and you carry it over and you carry it over and you carry it over. Right. Um, and shit, if that works for you, then mazel. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think what you're saying is really important though, because here's the thing and you know me, I'm like, if you need to leave your person for your soulmate, knock yourself out. We'll see how it goes. Right. And I think that what you're speaking to is the larger point, which is even this person that you imagine is your soulmate, because this is the very sort of like fantastical way that we've been conditioned to hold love and romantic relationships, which is why people jump to relation from relationship to relationship. Because I imagine when it's my soulmate, when it's mm -hmm. the actual person, they won't be human and they won't mm -hmm. do all of the things that are making me crazy. Right. Everything will be perfect. Yeah. And then we come down from that pink cloud to the space of our humanity and they're just as human as my previous partner. But no matter who the person is, I believe that person is a mirror showing us aspects of ourselves. And so to your point, I think it becomes, can I get really curious about like me and what I believe that person that I'm holding as my quote, larger soulmate, like what are the qualities in that person that I find so appealing? What are the things about when I was around them that really came to life for me? Can I be in relationship with those aspects of myself? Because ultimately that's what I fell in love with. I fell in love with that person and how they made me feel in those moments, but it was yes. really like me, you know? Um, there's a book that I, I recommend a lot. Um, to people. And it's a book that we read in grad school and it's, it's small and it's not super heady, which mm -hmm. if you go to grad school for depth psychology is not the norm for most of your reading. Um, <laughs> but Robert Johnson's were a book called the inner work. It's a shadow book mm. is so profound specifically yeah. around the topic of love. Mm. Uh, and I've used it as a jumping off point specifically like with clients in groups teaching classes because the way that he articulates basically what you were talking about, which is like the reflection back to myself of myself 
is what I'm falling in love with, um, is, is a really helpful understanding to have as you're navigating love, whether you're in partnership and you've been for a long time or whether you're out there dating. I just think it's a really important way that we need to like reframe, I suppose, those feelings we get. <laughs> I'm just laughing. Like we really take the sexy out of the projections, don't we? <laughs> We're like, just so you know, it has nothing to do with that person. Sorry. <laughs> oh, are you in love? Well, let me tell you all oh, about the projections. <laughs> Guess what? That's called a projection, my love. <laughs> God, we sound so negative. Wait till their underwear is on the floor. Um, womp, womp. Yes. <laughs> so there you go. There you have it. There's and our... yes, soulmates are real. Vanessa's my soulmate. <laughs> We're done here. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think that it's just, it's what do you, what's, what meaning are you making out of it? Right. And, and I, I do think there's, there's some projection work that can always be done hmm. um, just to, I guess, like make sure that what it is that you're, a connecting to the idea of soulmate is, you know, maybe not just like a projection back to you of what you find so beautiful about your own soul, which is beautiful. Love that yeah, too. Your soul is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this episode of Cheaper Than Therapy. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and give us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want to connect with us more, find us on Instagram at Cheaper Than Therapy, the podcast. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.